Episode number six with Galen Emanuel, president of Shift Yes. You're listening to the She Leads Me podcast, where women come together for powerful conversations around life and leadership. Each episode will bring you conversations with incredible women in leadership, tools you need as a badass female pioneer, and spicy topics around business and leadership. I am your host, Heather Simpson. My mission is to educate and empower women in leadership positions, taking them to the next level in their journey and career. Welcome to She Leads Me. Hello, She Leaders. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am really excited to bring you today's guest. His name is Galen Emanuel, and he is the president of a company called Shift Yes. Galen works with teams from around the globe, including some pretty big names, Fortune 500 companies like Microsoft, Shell, and Expedia, and he changes the way that leaders and teams communicate and show up at work. So along with his business background in sales and marketing, he's also a world-class improviser. He's performed and taught improv for many years and toured with the cast from Whose Line Is It Anyway? He is so fun. He has great concepts and topics to speak to today. He's somebody that I've been able to work with in my teams in the past. I've been able to participate in some of his teachings and his conferences. He is brilliant at what he does. The conversation today is so packed full with so many tips and insights and things that you guys can take away and go implement in with your teams, go implement in your companies. You should also definitely be following him on social media. He has excellent content that he posts. He posts amazing videos every single week, articles, quotes, different things. You guys, this guy is on fire for leadership and we love it, right? Because that's what we're all about. So please enjoy this episode with Galen Emanuel. Hello, Galen. How are you today? I'm pretty great. How are you, Heather? I'm so good. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Leads Me podcast. I am so excited to have you here. And I wanted to have you here because your approach to leadership is so fresh and so unique. And you've created this model and business that like no one else is doing, right? Like you've just taken the industry norm and you have just like spun it on its head. And I guess that's where I want to start. I want to dive into share with our audience for the people that haven't been in your uh, conferences or anything before, like I have, like share with them who you are and what you do. Okay, um, cool. Thank you. You're great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's see. I guess sort of like um, without going too much into the origin story, the work that I do is that I teach teams how to take the skills and concepts and principles of improv, like performance improv, and and apply them to business to improve team culture, communication, leadership, uh, engagement, team performance, navigating change, navigating conflict, basically all of the things that 
have to do with how human beings show up and operate and interact together uh, at work and just in life in general. Um, and I, I'm not I'm not the only person in the universe that is doing this uh, that that kind of work, sort of like applied improv um, mm-hmm. kind of work. Uh, I don't know anyone that does it quite like I do it, um, but. Um, you know, just, I don't want people to think that like I invented the idea behind that and I'm the only one doing it. Um, but you know, it, but I'm awesome at it. Right. (laughs) You sure are. (laughs) And so this business concept, where did it come from? I mean, you have a history and background in improv, right? Yeah. So I my you know, my, my business background is in sales and marketing. I cut my teeth, like doing sales and marketing my whole uh, career. And then I started taking improv Back in 2004, I started taking improv classes and and uh, and loved it. I just fell in love with it immediately, and I started and I was performing and then teaching improv for years and years and years. And eventually, I became the marketing and sales director for the improv theater that I was performing and teaching at. And uh, that I, you know, I just I'm also an entrepreneur in my blood, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, you know, I speak business. I, always been obsessed with like business leadership and business books and just I love that just how people operate together and so yeah when I got that position I was like I speak business I've been teaching improv for years there's so much valuable crossover here in terms of just how people show up and how they communicate and see the world and and, and interact together so I just started putting on workshops and classes and uh, you know I had worked at, at the business journal and was really really involved in the business community before then so I had all these connections and teams and people that I could sort of guinea pig um, that I could test out, start developing curriculum and test things out and see what worked and what didn't and what resonated. And yeah, so I just, I did that there for three or four years and grew that program there to the point where I was working with Microsoft and bigger companies. And I was like, this is the only thing I want to do for the rest of my life. So fun. Like I love stage. I love to teach. I love improv. I love business. I love teams, leadership. I was like, yep. And so I left, started my own company and that was uh, a little over five years ago. Uh, And so that's it. You have seen huge growth since then and you work with like countless big name teams. So what does that look like then? So the day in the life of Galen, like how, how does that look? Uh, well, I'm going to start with pretty badass. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times that's, you know, get up, go to the airport and get on a plane, fly somewhere, end up in a hotel, get up, speak, uh, rinse and repeat. Um, I don't know. There's times when I'm busy or not, but I don't know, just like a pretty normal thing. I have my team that I work with. So connect with them, deal with things that need to, you know, I'm a list maker. So basically my day looks like I have 20 things on the list. I have to add 30 things a day and I cross like 20 of them off. So I don't know, just never ending lists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking to big teams and companies and, and so on and so forth and traveling the world. Yeah, so probably half of my time is spent uh, speaking at big conferences and stuff, and then the other half is going in and actually working with leadership teams, uh, you know, departments, you know, organizations, like specifically with a company mm-hmm. uh, for in terms of my actual like work. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the rest of the time is just have fun and make videos and content and write things, and uh, you know, I'm working on my book is is well underway. So you know, just all the other little things and business development and dreams and stuff, you know, programs that kind of roll out and and stuff like that. A day in the life of an entrepreneur. I love it. So these teams that you work with, right, they vary in the different types of people that you work with. You mentioned the name Microsoft. So I think of, you know, people behind a computer, maybe a little bit more introverted, but you're applying the concept of improv 
So how do you take and utilize like your natural skills and abilities and just, I mean, you're freaking hilarious. So how do you like get through to these people? I'm just imagining like a room full of people just like blank staring at you. Like, what does that look like? How do you, how do you do that? So yeah, and not like not every person that I work with is a behind the computer sort of like nerdy sure. and your person. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, that's one of the beautiful things is what I do is that it's, it's so universal and human. So I get to work with big tech companies, retail companies, nurses, uh, firefighters, teachers, like, I mean, every industry, like construction to, uh, you name it. It's like, I just did something yesterday with a a library system and all the library people. So it's, uh, you know, I get a lot of different diverse personality types and stuff. And so, you know, I, the, the biggest thing with me when I'm working with the team is I let people know that, that even though the concepts and ideas and skills are based in improv, we don't, I don't actually do improv with teams. I don't have people come up in front of each other and do role play kind of stuff. That <laughs> right. like, you're, you're a sheriff and you're an outlaw and go, but <laughs> he has to go and do improv or act things out or act like a chicken or be embarrassed. So a big part of me working with teams, you know, conferences or, or with teams is to let people know, like they won't actually be doing improv. People have seen whose line is it anyway, but that's not what I do with them. I, I put them in partners or small groups and do activities that are really fun and, and simple, uh, where everybody's participating at the same time. So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that like that, my background in sales and marketing and just, and being on stage a lot with people is being able to just like read people and put them at ease and understand kind of like where they're coming from mm-hmm. and, and put things into perspective for them, like understanding where they're at and be able to say like, Hey, I know what you're thinking is this is going to look like this, but to like really put people at ease and sort of, you know, I think that that's something that just from being on stage a lot, you said, uh, is something that I'm naturally pretty good at is like being able to put people at ease and uh you know and win people over right to like right just to be charming and to get funny. them to relax and yeah, yeah. and just take yeah. in the process and i that's think great. that people are you know i'm allergic to stuff that's cheesy and corny <laughs> i tell people that too it's like this is not going to be corny and cheesy and like low level kind of goofy stuff like the things that we're talking about are really profound mm-hmm. and um you know it's really important for people i don't know i think just like leveling with people and and you know, being real with them. I think people like really respond to like authenticity. And like, mm-hmm. I think that in speakers and, and workshops and stuff, that's important. So, you know, I just, uh, yeah, just from yeah. being in sales and, and on stage, I think just like charming people into submission and then getting them to do what I want. So that I, that people aren't freaked out that they're going right. to have to do something embarrassing or outside of their comfort zone. Um, and it's always really, really fun. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those profound topics. So you have some really incredible, incredible content that you post and share with the world. I love it. These videos that you guys are creating like are just fire. I want to talk about some of the recent content that I've seen centered around employee retention and what you call authentic influence. Um, So our audience here consists of many women leading teams or companies, right? So we are at, at that level. And what do you think are the most important points or aspects as we are looking to keep the talent that we have? So that employee retention piece, what are what are the most important points that you have for us today? Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, all of that is about culture. It's, you know, the work that I do is so much focused around team culture and and culture and and uh, and great leadership. So, you know, really employee retention is about keeping people right like mm-hmm. being uh i think that companies need to focus on employee experience 
just as much or more as we focus on customer experience and client experience, right? We go, we bend over backwards. We do everything that we can to like make clients and customers happy and earn business and, and stuff. Uh, but I think it's just as important to think about start to finish employee experience. Like what is the whole process? Like, are we paying people? Well, what is our culture? Are we intentional in terms of how people show up? Do we invest in people and our leaders to make sure that, you know, just that it's an awesome place to work. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to employee retention, that's the biggest thing is that, uh, you know, there isn't necessarily one individual piece that works for it. But if people love their jobs and they love their boss, they stay. Um, and, you know, we, we know people will take less money to work at a place where they love their coworkers and they love their boss and they love the work that they're doing mm-hmm. uh, versus just, you know, getting paid a lot but having a job that sucks the life out of you every day. And I think – for leaders and companies, it's really important to be intentional about culture um, and not treat culture like the weather. Like it's mm-hmm. not just <laughs> to companies and we hope that we happen to like, you know, have a good one. It's like I think companies need to get really intentional about architecting their own cultures. Like what do we want it to feel like here? Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, this is I mean, this is the heart of what I do and talk about so much, but it's it's just – a lot of companies create a mission statement and a vision statement and and their values, right? They come up with five words that are their values. And then it's like, check, check, check. Okay, great. Now we have a culture. And, mm-hmm. and none of those things actually impact how people show up and do their work and, and treat each other. And, you know, I think we have to dive deeper than that in culture. Like culture is not just uh, having a pizza party every, you know, last Friday of the month and, and things like that. I think, you know, even for our values – uh, right, like we say, integrity. But a lot, I think a lot of companies they just go as far as saying like, "What are our values?" They love it, um, but without saying like, "What does integrity look like?" Right, like right. what's like in practice? What are the ground rules of our culture? Um, and just diving deeper into these things, the same way you dive into anything that you wanted to treat strategically in business. Right, a marketing plan, a sales plan, an operations plan. We don't just, you know, sales plan isn't just find leads, close them. Right, it's like right. we dive deep and say, what does this look like, right, for culture? So what are our values? What do they look like in practice? How do we hold each other accountable, right? How, how do we, what do we really want it to feel like on our team? And what traditions do we create to support that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think diving really deep in, in strategically, intentionally into culture and what the whole employee experience is and what it takes to be part of this team, that's that's the biggest thing, I, I think, with, with employee retention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's so many different ways to approach that. We should be getting feedback. You should be asking your comp- your employees, how's it going? Like, what's your experience here? Do you love it? I mean, even beyond just like an engagement survey once mm-hmm. a year. And leaders- be open to hearing the feedback, right? And be oh, actually open to to having those conversations instead of just sticking the answer away to the side somewhere. Of course. Yes, of course. And like, and be open and, and willing to like hear feedback and make changes and, and improve, right? To be mm-hmm. just fiercely committed to improvement and, uh, right? And hearing feedback and seeing perspective and things that you don't, you know, so many companies do exit interviews for employees to be like, well, what could we have done better? Why, you know, companies need to do that with their employees that are staying. Right. And as a leader, how am I, how am I doing? What am I, what am I crushing? Like, where do I get stuck? How can I do better? Um, right. Getting, asking for feedback, getting feedback, listening to it, all of those, all of those things impact employee retention and, and sort of, you know, you mentioned authentic influence, which is something that we had, that was one of our uh, topics this last week. And I think that Mm -hmm. that comes from as a leader or or any part of a team is just being real, right? Being Mm -hmm. real people and actually caring about people and their experience and just having those conversations and being willing to dive into conversations that need to happen around feedback and people's experience and just 
you know, prove to people that you care through your actions and like building relationships and rapport. And, um, you know, that topic specifically was around not just, you know, just telling people what to do all the time and sort of like being a dictator and like barking orders at people, but to really, truly bring people along. Right. And, and, um, I don't Mm -hmm. know, just have influence from a place of like, I know this person cares about me and my progress and my success Mm -hmm. and, you know, just bringing people along, I think is, uh, is a piece of that. So, Right. And how do you find that? So I I see in a lot of companies where they do a really good job of that, and then they start to experience like maybe some explosive growth, or they'd start growing at a rate that they kind of forget about that, or they can't keep up. So what, how do they do that? How do they continue to grow that company culture and still keep that employee retention as their teams and companies grow bigger and bigger? Yep, yep, yep. Great. And I, you know, I come across that a lot too with companies where like over the last two years we've added hundreds of employees and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. companies that go from being, you know, small and, and, and close knit to now we have, you know, multiple locations and tons and tons of employees and sort of how do we keep that same culture? And I, you know, it's, it's exactly the same answer. We have to sit down and say, um, and I have a tool for this too that I've created, um, that, you know, for companies, but to sit down and say, why are we in business? What are we doing here? What is our culture? Like, what are our values? What drives us? What does that look like? What do we want to feel like here? How do we hold each other accountable? What traditions do we create? Like, I think that even as you grow, it's more important to be really specific and strategic about culture, just to say, mm-hmm. what does it feel like to be here? Right. And, and also answer the really important questions of, uh, you know, does this matter to us? Is culture actually important? Because I think in a lot of companies, it's also just a suggestion because you have executives or people that have been there for a long time that show up like assholes and they're, <laughs> right, they're toxic. Right. Everyone, people quit because of them and companies won't do anything about it. So I think another important piece of culture is to say, you know, do we actually care about this? If you if you show up acting way outside of alignment with these with these values and this behavior that's expected, like, can you lose your job because of that? And I, um, I mean, I, I think that every company is like, as you're hiring people, you share your culture, you share, um, right. You can be mm-hmm. able to sit down with someone that's coming on board and saying, this is what, this is our culture. This is what's expected of you every single day. And this is what's expected of every person here. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have traditions, I think the way to keep culture and, and these kinds of things top of mind is to create traditions. Like, um, there's another tool that I use uh, with companies and stuff like that that is around just having on a regular basis, having like, action-based conversations and, and being able to address topics and get feedback from people and, and put things into practice constantly so that you know culture is just part of what we do. Every 45 days, every 60 days, we're having a conversation just to say, hey, how are we doing on these things? Mm-hmm. What does this look like? Are we being successful? Um, but I think it's you know creating – plans that say, how often do we revisit these things? How often do we measure how well we're doing on it and have these conversations? And I think that that the the continual conversation so that something just doesn't go to the wayside. Mm -hmm. I I think that's the most important piece. It's like you can't walk into a gym and do 20 arm curls and be like, I'm stronger now. You have to go back. You have to do the work and to keep culture alive and to make it work. You have, it has to be something you revisit, right? Mm -hmm. Your employee uh, performance reviews should all be based on your values and your culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something we have with my team. We have, uh, we created the, basically, uh, we call it the shift. Yes. DNA code, but it has our five values that address, everything, the way people show up, the way they approach the work, the way that they treat each other, just our, you know, our sort of 
fiber as a company and how we operate. But when we, we meet every month and have a monthly jam the first Monday of the month and every person talks about, you know, what, based on those five things and based on our DNA code, like what things am I crushing? What's an area of opportunity for me lately? Like we talk about those things. And when I do employee performance reviews and when I talk to them about how they're doing, all of it is based on, you know, these principles, this DNA code, like mm-hmm. that's what they're measured against. You um, don't print off a template off of, you know, Google and, and go off of that. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, it's like then I'm coaching them based on those, you know, on on those behaviors and those sort of qualities that I expect out of them. So, you know, my team, we they all know what our DNA code is. They know what our culture is and like it's they know that it's expected of them. They know mm-hmm. if they don't show up like that, the be coached back into greatness or out the door. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it's something that is, is a part of our being. It's how we operate. And that's, that's as you grow, as you add more people and employees and, and locations, I think it's just, it's doubly important to, uh, to really focus on those things and, and be serious about it. But it's right. creating the traditions, creating the, you know, how do we support this culture? What is it? Uh, how important is it? And and what things do we do so that it stays top of mind? It stays in everybody's uh, right focus as they mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. What's a characteristic that you think every leader should possess? Uh, emotional intelligence beyond okay. anything else. I mean, self-awareness that, you know, that encompasses a lot of different factors, but the ability to have to read people, uh, to have difficult conversations, uh, you know, and like to remain emotionally neutral in situations that are difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, emotional intelligence over anything else, I will take that uh, as a as a character, someone that is just that is self aware of how they impact other people around them, um, that can read other people well. Uh, I just that yeah, self awareness yeah. in in business as a leader is like it's worth its weight in gold. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And helps go into all of these other things that you're talking about with the culture and the authentic influence and all of that. So I can see how that would be very, very important. In the work that you do with all of these different teams and companies that you work with, what is one of the biggest challenges that you see leaders facing today? Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, I think we've, we've touched on a lot of them. I, I, I know employee retention is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as um, there's just generations of people where it's not the norm where you go get a job and you stay there for 15 or 20 years and retire there anymore. Uh, right. I think people are, you know, jumping jobs, looking for better opportunities, moving up. Um, so I, employee retention is a, is a big one. Um, and I, I think a lot of times when, uh, yeah, I mean, something that I think is important is, is the ability to have difficult conversations and address things. Mm-hmm. When I talk to HR leaders or, you know, big companies and, and stuff, the problems that they have are things that, uh, have been, are a result of them not being intentional about culture, about leadership, right? Where they have, for example, people in leadership positions, um, where now they're trying to change their culture or they're trying to like, because they've recognized that they need to focus on employee retention, right? And some of these mm-hmm. other topics that are important. So they're like, okay, we need to really focus on culture, but as they do it, they have people in, for example, leadership positions that have been there for years and years and years who are resistant to change. Uh, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they're not great leaders um, because they've been promoted into their position because they've been there the longest or they were the greatest salesperson. So now they're the sales manager. And, you know, I think that that challenge there is is putting people into leadership positions that are truly great leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, you know, with companies and organizations, I think it's just all around is being intentional about things. But if, you know, if, if there's a position that opens up, that is a leadership position, I th- it's imperative that you don't just take the person who deserves that job, but you have a profile, right? We talent map, you have a profile that says leaders in this company or this person in this position exhibits these behaviors and has these qualities and traits. And everybody below that in the company should know, like, this is what it takes to get this position and become, right, to mm-hmm. be a leader here. And we we coach on those things. We develop people into those kind of behaviors and roles. And then when we hire someone, we pick somebody based on those, you know, as a non-negotiable. It's like, I, I don't care if you've been here for 10 years and you deserve this position. This person in this leadership position is a great leader. Mm-hmm. And, and and for companies to define what that looks like, a great leader in this position, this is what, this is the behaviors and traits and qualities that we want of these people. And to be, um, you know, to be just religious about that, that mm-hmm. like that is what it takes. So, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think another one is, 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 is coaching people who, who need help, right. Who are either have poor attitudes, um, or their work performance is not great. I think that that's the biggest challenge to me or the most difficult conversation that a leader has to have um, is to have conversations like that where someone is their behavior is unacceptable or the performance is unacceptable and I think being able to navigate that conversation in a productive way coach somebody into greatness like address that right sometimes someone just needs to go mm-hmm. and sometimes you know who those people are you have toxic employees and people quit because of them no one likes their job around them and a lot of times to have the courage to to really address confront that and address it and either let that person go or have a real conversation, let them know, you know, what's expected of them and hold them to that and be accountable. And, and uh, I, th- I think that that's a huge, huge challenge. I think mm-hmm. that there's not a lot of leaders that have the courage to do that because it's so difficult. Um, and especially if you care about people, right, you care about how it's going to impact them if they lose their job or whatever. But I, you know, I think that's a challenge. That's something that mm-hmm. is, you know, so my follow-up question to that then, which I feel like maybe we already have some of the answer, is what are the what is the biggest mistake that you see leaders making more frequently than others? Is it that? Is it the, the inability to be able to make those shifts and changes to be able to fire the person that they need to fire? Um, yeah, I think that that's that is it. I, I I would say that, and you know, because I'm just it's something that I am so passionate about i also circle back to culture i think mm-hmm. a big mistake you can make is just leaving culture up to chance uh, i think that when we are not intentional about what it takes and we're not specific about what every single person how every single person needs to show up and, and contribute and be part of our company um and we just you know we don't hold people accountable um then we create a situation where someone's been here for years and years and years and like it just it, yeah. Right, right. I, the biggest mistake that you can make as a leader is not to be very clear, level set with people, right? This is expected of you. This is what I'm holding you accountable to and myself, right? And to like follow through mm-hmm. on these things. I think that, you know, that's a mistake. When people have unacceptable behavior that we address it in a way that is, you know, coming from a place of coaching, not criticism, uh, but that we, you know, we just, it's accountability across the board. Right. 
So how do we, so as leaders, right, like we are here because we're, we're listening to this podcast because we want to learn and grow, right? Like we take in content like this, we read things, we, we are always looking for places to grow. So what are a few resources aside from connecting with you that you would recommend to somebody who's looking to become a better leader? Yeah. Um, great. Well, my number one, my number one like resource that I always suggest that every human being in the world, whether they're a leader or not, should read is the book Fierce Conversations by Susan mm-hmm. Scott. Mm-hmm. That book brilliant. Uh, it it is like it's so great. It really, really, truly is. It, it's a there's a step by step sort of sentence by sentence guide in that book of how to have difficult conversations and address things with people in a way that you know that that just doesn't leave an emotional wake that sort of like there's some concepts in that book around just like nobody owns hundred percent of the truth. Um, just looking at how people show up and, and being able to like have the most important conversations that we need to have with people in a just like fierce, transparent, collaborative way. Um, I love that book. I think if, if, if anyone is listening to this and you have not read that book, go read it, order it right now today, put it at the top of your list. It's brilliant. Uh, in, in your personal life and everything. It's just, she's fantastic. I love it. Um, so that's great. So are there any other resources that have been transformational for you? So you have this book, anything else that's been like, this has been key and pivotal in my journey to become who I am, to build the company that I have to just be a leader in this industry? Yeah. Um, great question. I mean, the other, the other book, it's not a business book. It's like a personal book. But the other book that has been a big deal in my life is uh, The Four Agreements. Yes. Uh, I love that book. It's brilliant. Just the mm-hmm. idea of not taking things personally, uh, I think, as an entrepreneur, um, to possess those qualities, right? So to not, important. not make mm-hmm. assumptions, to just uh, just to do your best and allow that to like allow outcomes to be dic- dictated by the fact that you've done your best in every situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to not take things personally, that's such a huge uh, it's right. such a, it's such a thing that that's a huge book for me. You know, I think it's important to have outside uh, influence and positivity. Like being, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, being a leader, it's like it it can be lonely. And I think that you know, right. it's so important to have a personal board of directors and people that you can go to and bounce ideas off of, and places where you get inspiration that like lift you up and motivate you. And um, I think seeking those places that you know. That right. can do, they continue to like charge the batteries and fill the well and like and and keep you uh, motivated and, and and learning right just continuously always learning and you know just looking for new ideas and concepts and stuff I think um, that's a big deal but I don't know that 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 book for me was was pretty transformational. I agree. I love that book. It's like my top. Always pick it up, read it. I get something new from it every time. You could open it up in the middle and it doesn't matter if you've read the beginning or the end. Like you just get something from it in that moment, right? Like I totally agree. So we look at everything here. Like we've coined this phrase, like looking at life and purpose through the lens of leadership. So what would be your top tips of advice for people that are looking to do that in their life? Good question. So, uh, yeah, so advice for people that are want to get restate that again for me. <laughs> the top t- <laughs> top tips of advice for others that are living their purpose through the lens of leadership, right? So we talk a lot about like just applying the lens of leadership not just in your job but when you walk out the door and how do you do that in your life? What are your top tips of advice and how to do that? Yeah, I think that um so 
it's funny. There is a tool that I created. I should give this to you so that you can make it available to people. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. But I, I think that, so let me tell you about this sort of tool and I, like why, why I think it's important. So we created something that is called the leadership DNA code. And it basically is for any person to sit down and, and uh, again, I know that this is a common theme for me, but to sit down and be intentional about how they want to show up and what their, their leadership style is. Um, so, I think to sit down and say, you know, something that we naturally intuit about ourselves is sort of what kind of leader we are and how we show up. But I think to sit down and answer some of those questions, like very purposefully, of like what what are my core values? What drives me as a leader, right? And um, and what do those look like in practice? Just like with culture for an organization, but for me personally, um, and say what are my values? What drives me? And then dive deeper to be like, what do I want it to feel like to to work with me? What do I want people that work on my team who are around me to tell their friends and family and colleagues about what it feels like to work with me? Um, right? What does success as a leader look like for me? Um, right? What personal sort of like legacy do I want to create? How do I want to be known um, as a leader and, and the impact that I make? And to, you know, this, so this tool that I created is around that, ask those questions, gets people to sit down and like be intentional about that. And also like brand it to say, cool. So summed up in one simple idea, like what is my kind of like personal leadership brand? Um, and then to take steps to go and get feedback from mm-hmm. colleagues, people around you ask, like for us to improve, we, we can't see everything from where we're standing. Right. So to have outside perspective, continually want to learn and grow and ask people like, how am I doing? How am I showing up? What does it feel like to, to work with me and be on my team? Um, take that feedback, you know, identify things that we want to continually sort of work on and focus on and then create a plan that's intentional so that we can keep those things top of mind. Um, but I, you know, I think it's just, it's just so much about intention, uh, mm-hmm. being clear. So great. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's a way to make that available for people, but I would love to, um, yeah, yeah I would love to have, people can contact me or contact you and, and, and get that get that tool. I think it's important. Um, yeah, that's because great. There's, there's so many aspects of leadership, right? It's not just one thing. It's how you influence people, how you show up. There's just so many pieces of it. So, right. I think that there are 60 some identified leadership, like ways of leadership, I, it's 60 something different ways of, of leadership that's defined out there. It's kind of crazy. This has been awesome. This has been such a great conversation. Thank sure. you so much. So tell us how people can connect with you to follow you, check out your website, tell us where they can find you. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, my, so my website is shiftyes.com. The name of my company is shift. Yes. Uh, we are on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, at shift. Yes. Or Galen Emanuel. And we put out videos, content every single week. Um, and we're rolling out something here pretty soon called the shift. Yes. Tribe. Uh, and that, just following that hashtag and, and sort of like you can sign up on my website for my newsletter to be, become part of that community. Um, what we're doing, we're rolling out here pretty soon is that we're going to have a different piece of content every month that is uh, an element of what I do around leadership or culture. And we'll sort of like focus on that, um, that subject uh, throughout the month and then put out different content throughout the month that, that, that supports that topic. Um, that will be the shift test tribe. So there's a number of different ways people can reach out, find me on LinkedIn or, or wherever, follow my content, reach out to me and connect. Great. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. You're awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the She Leads Me podcast. To get a copy of Galen's Leadership DNA Code, go to sheleadsme.com slash shift yes for your copy. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes so other like-minded women can find us as well. See you next time. Bye.